it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Presents the pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwu Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 5.4 of the pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesley. On today's episode, you'll join the team on their trip to Canada. In the first half, Coach Tonegal will join to talk about the trips the team's made over the years and why they've been so important to team culture. In the second half, Coach Osborne will talk to one senior, Cannon Coffee, and one freshman, Noah Smith, about the different perspective on these trips, as well as some of the fun and spiritual growth they experienced. We're joined again by Coach Tonegal, and today we're going to really talk about the trip we took to Canada to start the season. Uh, It was alluded to in, in last episode how we lost our first game, but let's just start, Coach, with the trip itself, why is it so important in our program to take these trips where we get away and we have time both to have fun but also to go deeper? Basketball is the, uh, it's the longest season of any sport. I mean, our guys, uh, and coaches included, uh, you know, don't get a true Thanksgiving, Christmas, or spring break. And so I think sometimes anything we can do to make it less about basketball and more about the, the relational side of things we're going to do it and create a little fun along the way. And that's what this Canada trip was. It it was not only preparation, but it was fun, and we really began to develop relationships uh, with our team as we headed into season. Let's start with the fun side, because we did some really unique things. We're all about exposing our guys to things they may never do, whether it's a mission trip or going to Hawaii. What were some of the memories you had from this trip, like the, the things that, that we got to do as a team that were just a lot of fun? Yeah, we got to see the falls, which I think um, if you've ever been up to uh, the falls, they're just amazing. We were on the Canadian side, um, which I had seen them from the American side before, but I think our guys were blown away uh, by that. We did the uh, axe throwing competition, which I think they looked at us like, what are we doing? And there's some guys on our team that you don't want them throwing an axe, even if it's directed in a certain way. You were always scared. Uh, We went on top. Is that the CN Tower? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a blast. that was scary. We had that platform that you could stand over, which was plexiglass, and you were looking down, I don't know, 2,000 feet or more. And uh, that, was a, that was a very unique experience for our guys. But, but like you said, I think we're always positioning our guys uh, to make them uncomfortable in healthy ways, uh, to stretch their limits and to challenge them to do things that maybe they wouldn't otherwise do. And, and this trip was full of that. The time away also just allows opportunity to go deeper. There's not as many distractions. Uh, there's more time together. There's the fun and laughter, but that opens up opportunity and space for guys to to just go places. Maybe we couldn't if there were video games and distractions around here on campus. What impact have those over time had on our culture? Well, I think everything in our society is pulling us away from um, just true authentic relationships, uh, especially male to male. I think most of our communication, especially with young people today, male and male, is, is very shallow um, and not personal. So what we're going to try to do is position our guys to, to be very authentic and real with each other. And that may be sharing um, you know, stuff you're going through, some challenges you're going through. That may be just encouraging a guy, having a face-to-face conversation, trying to remove as much of, of some of this technology as we can in moments because it just, 
I know for me, technology dominates my life and much of my technology isn't drawing me in deeper relationships, rather maybe preventing me from it. So anything we can do there to model that for our guys, you know, we're going to do, especially on these trips. And so often throughout the year, we, we go back to the, the word spoken. So unconscious was the word for this year. And it's, it's not like every day you're giving a speech on what unconscious means, but we're trying to find those moments in the season where we can go deeper. And I, and I know on this trip, we made that a focus. Do you remember a little bit about what was shared and what we learned as a team during that time? That was the beginning of, outside of June, it was kind of the beginning of our season as we begin to talk more about it. And, and I remember talking about, as I was learning through Tim Keller's book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, how you first have to move away from yourself if, if you're going to become unconscious. And, and so much of us uh, being conscious and um, not having the freedom we want comes from the fact of we're constantly talking to ourselves, we're constantly critically evaluating ourselves, or we're constantly thinking what others are thinking about ourselves. And all that is a, <clears throat> a very selfish perspective and a selfish pursuit. And, you know, the world tells us that the more we focus on ourselves, you know, the more happy we're going to be. But the reality is the more we find ourselves in bondage, the more, we, the more, uneasy we find ourselves with. So letting go of ourselves and, and pursuing things that are bigger than ourselves, I think is a starting point for that freedom. And it was very simply, we just define it as unconscious as being free of self. But there's a lot of ways to look at that. How do you be free of self? Just stop thinking of yourself. But what you said is moving from self toward unconsciousness is spirit led. How would you define what is spiritual and what is not spiritual? I remember on the bus, you took us through a very specific exercise. Can you go into a little more detail on that? Yeah, I think sometimes we compartmentalize like these are spiritual things and these are not. So prayer is a very spiritual activity. Playing basketball is not. And one of the things we've challenged our guys is basketball is a very spiritual endeavor. How, you, you may ask? Well, anything that you submit to God and allow him to, to drive becomes spiritual. So, for instance, if being unconscious is free from self, then when I'm on the basketball court, if every time down I'm thinking, how do I get my shot or how do I – you know, position myself to look good or what are other people thinking about me in the moment? I'm not unconscious. I'm being driven by myself. But rather, if I go on the court and think, man, I'm going to have a blast and get outside of myself. I'm going to play because I want to bring God glory or I just want to impact somebody else. I'm allowing the spirit to lead me in a way and use basketball uh, as a spiritual endeavor. So often these conversations, whether it's on the bus, in the hotel, in the locker room, it leads our guys to new places of, of intimacy that they may not find other places. Why is that so important? Well, once again, I'm going back to the, the idea that um, a lot of growth happens when, when, when you become vulnerable with, with somebody else. Because I think we're all carrying burdens. And oftentimes we think, well, I'm the only one dealing or struggling with this. But when in reality, when I begin to open myself up to somebody else, especially a teammate, somebody I trust, I allow them space to begin to encourage me, to, to lift me up, and, and I too can then speak into their uh, life in some way. But i got to move beyond that kind of informal relationship of, hey, we're teammates, we just happen to be on the same team, my locker happens to be next to yours, but rather, hey, I want to really speak into your life, because sometimes I can see things that you can't see, and vice versa. You, you know, there's There's been times in my life where you've seen things that I have not been able to see or discern um, just because I'm so locked up. And so having people who can constantly speak truth in your life in a loving way is a very beneficial thing. Let's move to the core because we played two games, obviously, in Canada. And we started the year. Let's go to that first game. It, it, there's a journey toward unconscious for this team. 
and we didn't have it in that first game, and we ended up getting beat. Uh, it was just a choppy game. What do you remember thinking as you looked at the team on the court for the first time? Well, I remember thinking the way I was responding to the officiating was not very unconscious. <laughs> uh, anytime we go out of the country, um, how should I say this nicely in case we have some foreign officials listening, but we don't get a lot of calls. And, and I remember getting caught up into that and then realizing, yeah, the very thing I'm preaching, I'm doing such a horrible uh, thing with. And, and our guys didn't play well either. We just weren't connected. And, you know, why I thought we would be, I'm not sure why. It was a new year. We had new pieces. Um, but, yeah, it was a rough start to our year. But we needed that. We wanted to get those wrinkles out and work some things out on that trip. I remember when we made the schedule and we were playing this game in mid-October, uh, how clearly you told me, oh, just get the game. We can go play up there. It doesn't matter if we win or lose. It'll be good for us if we lose. And I remember you didn't share that sentiment after we <laughs> lost the game. But really, one of the neat things uh, that we saw as a pattern, the next game we came out, we just played differently, and re we responded so well to the adversity. It didn't pull us apart. It actually drove us closer together. And we saw mm -hmm. that become a pattern on this team. Yeah, you reminded me that late in the year, I think one time when we were coming off a loss, and I was kind of frustrated, and you said, look, at any time this team has has faced adversity, man, they have responded in an amazing way. And it, it – proved to be true over and over again. And, and a lot of that I attribute to our leaders, Kanan and Kyle and Trevor Harrell. Those guys did a great job of redirecting the ship every time it seemed like maybe it was going in the wrong direction. When we come back, we're going to hear from a couple of the players, a senior and a freshman, just about what they experienced on the trip, how some of the stuff off the court mattered, but then also how they were processing losing that first game. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture and a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. I'm joined now by senior Canaan Coffee and freshman Noah Smith, and we take a trip each year during the course of the season, and most year it's over Christmas break, but this year we decided to do something a little different and started our season off with a trip to Canada. Uh, Canaan, we go to the Dominican Republic every other year, and, and then this trip to the Great White North uh, to start the season off, but overall, what are some benefits you've experienced from getting to start your year or season off with some sort of trip? Yeah, so... Before my freshman year and junior year, we were able to go to the Dominican as a team in August. And um, just one of the things that I love about having that trip, like a trip before the season, is that um, the team just uh, grows a ton and just can get acquainted with each other. And the new guys can, um, you know, it's a fun way for them to get to know everybody on the team and, um, you know, just kind of form relationships over a, over a cool um, trip. So in past years, it's been the Dominican. And um, which has been awesome. And then this year we were able to go to Canada, which was a new experience for a lot of us. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, it was a super fun time. And I just love that um, you can get into a new environment and just be able to enjoy it with, with a new group of guys. 
And for, for many of us, myself included, many of these trips, uh, we wouldn't get the chance to do if it wasn't for the program. Um, and this past past year up in Canada, we got to do a lot of really fun things. For sure. Like, uh, there's a ton of stuff that we got to do that, um, you know, that a lot of us hadn't done before. Like you said, you know, whether it was going to the CN Tower or um, Niagara or any of these things. I mean, you can, you see them a lot online and you see pictures of them everywhere, but um, to actually like be there physically was, was super cool. And it was pretty awesome to see. And um, I mean, it, it's hard to pick one thing that was um, the most fun just because everything we did was, was, was a really good time. And Noah, you're coming in as a freshman, first road trip with the team. We're going to a place you hadn't been before. Some overall great experiences, but what sticks out to you about our time in Canada? Yeah, for me, um, our, the, my coolest experience is probably just being down there on, um, in the falls on the water. Um, I know I was able to get some really good videos and pictures and just when you're down there and like everyone's just down there getting soaked and you just <laughs> under the water and just hearing the noise, it just really just makes you step back and just think and appreciate what God has given to us. That's for sure. And I know for me, just to watch you guys and sharing your videos and man, you feel like you're down there, like right underneath the falls almost <laughs> and the noise. I mean, it Great. really is like you kind of stand up there on the top and then you take that elevator down. And for me, like, I don't think I realized like how far down you were going or just what it really <clears> felt <throat> like to be down inside that water. And then the night before we had actually gone over and went to that Skyline Tower and had this big dinner feast overlooking the falls yeah, one of the things one of the things I remember from that was, I mean, it was amazing, like sweet view and um, awesome dinner. But I just remember looking over and seeing Jonathan like midway through, just like phone out, just documenting the whole thing. And um, it, you know, it was just so funny because he was taking a video of the food of, of every player and everybody's thoughts. And um, he actually just sent that to our group message the other day. So at the time, it was funny and. But now I'm like, dang, like I appreciate him for taking that because, um, you know, he just has some of those memories captured, which was which is pretty fun. And and then the other fun thing that, that I remember was going up into that CN Tower. And I think we were finishing up and they had this spot. I don't even remember or know how high CN Tower was up there, but there was that glass floor that you could go stand on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then look down. And there were some guys that were getting freaked out. Yeah. I know I didn't stand on that. <laughs> <laughs> Some dudes were doing push-ups on there. It was it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know if you guys remember, but the axe throwing to to end our trip there. Um, there were we did a competition, and uh, certain guys did well. Certain guys were struggling throwing the axes, but we didn't have anywhere they like bounced back at us, which was a which was a net positive. <laughs> yeah, I did better on that than I thought I was going to, but it was super fun. Um, but obviously, guys, there's we get to do a lot of fun stuff, but oftentimes it's the people that you're getting to do them alongside of uh, things with that make the experience what it is. Um, so Noah, what was it or, or experiences that you had that whether it was bus rides or just hanging out where it was like, man, just the people I'm getting to rub shoulders with really made it a lot of fun. Um, walking around Toronto with, uh, Luke Stevens and anyone who knows Luke knows he's just loves anything that has to do with the NBA, <laughs> watches guys mixtapes all the time. And I just remember how 
the Toronto Raptors had just come came off of uh, winning a championship, and we were just walking around. He was just saying how awesome it would be to see like Kawhi Leonard or any other player, and that was just fun to see him so happy and so excited just to be there. Yeah, I'd say for me, I just the bus ride can be kind of a grind at times, but I think uh, that's you got some of the most fun times on the bus too. Just like you know it you're forced to be with these guys in the, in the bus for however many hours. So, um, you know, you just have conversations, you play games, do a bunch of different things. And, um, yeah, I, I think I always enjoy that time and, um, just being able to be with those guys and, um, yeah, just, just really enjoy it and look forward to something. And, uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoy the bus ride time, even though a lot of guys probably didn't. Now shifting gears a little bit, there's something about these trips when our routines are different and we eliminate some other distractions that just allow us to go deeper as a team as we pursue the Lord together. And we talk about two things, whether it be with you guys or kids we're recruiting, we say, be honest about where you're at and be willing to move forward. And ultimately, I think when we all buy into this, it allows us to, to be on the same trajectory and, and, and grow together. Now, Kanan, for you entering your senior season, what was your approach in terms of how you wanted to lead this team as we took this trip? One of the biggest things for me was being able to take the stuff that I had learned from previous leaders and like the previous seniors and um, and just be able to apply that um, to the position I was at at that point, uh, you know, starting starting my senior year. And um, one of the main things was just to start the year off by being vulnerable with the guys and just being open with where I was at, um, you know, in my spiritual walk. And I think that um, I had learned so much from the other guys before me. Um, and I really valued it when they were honest with me. And, um, you know, because I think we all at times, like when you're a younger guy, you can have this vision that this senior just kind of has it all together. But, I mean, that's not necessarily the case. So just to be able to meet guys eye to eye. And, um, yeah, and like you said, just like really establish a culture where, you know, we don't really care where you're at right now, but just that you have a desire to move forward and um, that you have a willingness to want to learn and just grow and, um, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of the foundation for growing together that year was, um, built on that Canada trip. And Noah, for you, you obviously have the chance to, to watch Kanan and some other seniors this past year. And, you know, Kanan's taken from guys like Ben Carlson, Jacob Johnson, Trevor Waite, Joel Evan. Um, but for you, as you're watching this, you know, watching Kanan lead, but then also getting to be a part of this, this, uh, this trip from a, a spiritual growth side. What was that like for you? Oh, man, for me, it was – I think it was really life-changing for me. I think um, just – I remember a conversation we had with the team, like our one of our team devotionals, and we were just talking about our theme, unconscious, um, just not caring what others think of us and not caring about what, even, what we even think of ourselves. And I just – at that point, I really wasn't there yet. didn't really have a good understanding of what that really meant. And I remember just throwing a question out there, like, how do I get there or where does that start? And I just remember the upperclassmen, Kane and Tanner, uh, Trevor, I just remember them like sending me Bible verses and just talking to me and being vulnerable with me. And that just really helped me understand, like, it just helped me understand more where we were trying to go. And you saying that, Noah, um, as I'm actually just sitting here kind of reflecting Two of my fondest memories with you guys have actually nothing to do with basketball whatsoever. Uh, Kanan, I don't even know if you're going to remember this, but when I first started, one of the first 
ever conditioning workouts, you were you were the guy that said Philippians two one through eleven um, out on the on the gym floor in between sprints. And I don't know what it was about that day, but like it rocked me. Like I think I secretly was was in tears as you were saying that, just to to sit there and say like this is the type of program and environment that I get to be a part of. That when we're doing some of the hardest things, here's a dude that's just stepping up and quoting scripture, and guys are are all in and loving it. And then fast forward to this past this past fall, um, Noah Smith, we're, we're in the, the locker room and we're about to do a, a plank and guys are going to get a little extra break and you just pop up and say Philippians 2, 1 through 11 without even looking over anything. And I remember going up to you afterwards and you just say, like, I asked you, how long did that take you to memorize that? And you said, you know, three or four hours the other night. And I just sat there and was just amazed, one, that you could remember something like that that fast. But then just, again, your boldness and vulnerability to, to as a freshman – pop up and say that and again as you guys are saying so much of what's happening um is on these trips or in these away in these quiet times and when you guys are, are growing together but just for me the growth that I've gotten to see from you two and how you've shared that whether it be from one another or from from other people is pretty special yeah I know I know for me I, I do remember at the beginning of that year and on that Canada trip one of the conversations we had I remember you know no at the time and you know some people may still think he's quiet but um, at the time I was like, you know, I didn't really talk a lot with Noah. And, um, I remember in the middle of the devotional, he, he, he said this one question and the way he said it made me just like kind of sit back and I'm like, dang, it's cool. Like, I, I don't know where he's at, but you know, he had that thought and I was like, I forget what the question was, but it, it just like, it made me excited. Cause I, I knew that he was just like wanting to grow. And, um, I mean, throughout the rest of this year, uh, I mean, I'm sure you'll hear more about it, but I just think he, he grew a ton in terms of um, both on and off the court um, in terms of his leadership and the way that, you know, he approached things. And um, yeah, it was just, it was super cool to see and be a part of that. Ken, I think one of the, the cool things, and uh, as I reflect back and, and think about this, you came in this year with a burden just to say, hey, I want to be vulnerable with this team. And, and I want to make sure that, that guys can go places that maybe they wouldn't have gone and through that vulnerability, obviously Noah experienced that and said, "Hey, this is a place where it's safe for me to to share that." And um, no, I'm excited for you as you continue to grow to see, you know, when you're a senior leading that last trip, kind of where your heart's burdened and how that influences the next group of guys. So um, we all kind of pass these things off to one another, and it's exciting just to see where the trajectory of this all moves. Join us next time for episode 5.5 of The Pursuit. In the first half, you will hear from Coach Tonegal about how the program leveraged a unique 10-day stretch between games to be a catalyst for growth. And in the second half, you will hear from Trevor Harrell, Michael Thompson, and Spencer Piercefield. They will share about the specific memories and challenges they faced during this time that were instrumental in their growth throughout the season. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Hoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. 
And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.